The greed of gain has no time or limit to its capaciousness. Its one object is to produce and consume. It has pity neither for beautiful nature nor for living human beings. It is ruthlessly ready without a moment's hesitation to crush beauty and life out of them, molding them into money. From the Indian poet Rabindranath Tagore, Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanaju Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for March 30th to April 6th, 2012. It's the first quarter to the full pink moon. And here are some natural events for this quarter moon. This past week saw a return to wintry weather here along the mid-coast. The week before reached 80-plus Fahrenheit, but this week saw 19 degrees Fahrenheit, a drop of 60 degrees. The bright shoots of crocus, daffodil, lily, and scylla were frosted with white, and puffed-up finches stood in a puzzled ring around the rim of the frozen birdbath. Emerging buds on the lilacs and the fruit trees had second thoughts, and the early blossoms on elm and red maple were nipped just a bit around the edges. Robins hopped and chirped in snow-dusted fields, trying to keep their feet from freezing and waiting for worms to make their move. The mountain was once more decked in white with a misty wreath around her summit. It was like the old Maine saying, When spring comes, can winter be far behind? The Field and Forest Report. Yes, the red maples and the elms are in bloom. Their tiny flowers are breathtakingly beautiful, but too small and too high off the ground to get the attention they deserve. Take the time, if you can, to study these beautiful blooms closely. You'll not be disappointed. Yellow colt's foot is also coming into bloom around roadsides. This is a small dandelion-like flower that shows its sunny blossoms before its leaves even appear. And the soft catkins of pussy willows and aspens are dropping off and floating away on the flowing streams. Here's a saltwater report. There are two kinds of poaching, one for food and one for profit. The first has long been tolerated because people have to eat after all, and the second has long been scorned. The past week has brought reports of poaching of both elvers and scallops because of the high prices they're bringing on the market. The problem is that high prices are due to diminished supplies, and poaching diminishes the supply even more. So here's a rank opinion. Poachers are enriched by taking for themselves what belongs to all of us. They steal from the commonwealth. Sadly, we've come to expect this sort of behavior from rotten politicians, unscrupulous bankers, robber barons, and corrupt captains of industry. But fishermen? Apparently greed knows no boundaries of place, class, or trade. All greed needs is a shriveled conscience with a selfish blindness to the rights of others and to future generations. 
It is a disease of insatiability carried by a few, which, left untreated, impoverishes the many. Nobody likes regulations, especially the greedy, but without restraint there will be little of what we enjoy left for our great-grandchildren to savor. Will they thank us for our courage and foresight, or will they scorn us for our passivity, silence, and selfishness? Time alone will tell. And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. The first from Tatanka Yotanka, Sitting Bull. Behold, my friends, spring has come. The sun has embraced the earth, and we shall soon see the results of their love. And from Mahatma Gandhi. Earth supplies enough to satisfy every man's need, but not every man's greed. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon. Don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>